So before I start, I'd like to give a couple of details about myself. At the time of this story, I just finished my 6th grade year and I was very athletic and took runs every day. This encounter occurred in the summer, and what comes with summer? Heat. So instead of running in the day whenever it was hotter, I began running in the evening when the sun was down. On the day of the encounter, I followed my normal routine. I had told my mom that I was going to start my run, then began listening to my music on my iPod shuffle. Now the way my neighborhood works is there's only one entrance, which doubles as the only exit as well. I live in a suburban area, so the main road that passes the entrance to my neighborhood isn't very busy, but it's not empty either. On the day, I was running down the main road of my neighborhood that all the small streets branch off of. I was close to the entrance and I could clearly see all of the cars passing by. I remember watching this gray Honda car slam on its brakes at the entrance of my neighborhood. This was done so fast and so hard that I actually heard the tire squeal over the song I was listening to, which was at full volume. I kinda just brushed it off as someone following directions that had most likely just nearly missed my neighborhood's entrance. The car then began up the road I was running on, going extremely slow, at least 10 miles an hour under the speed limit. I could make out about three shadows in the car through the darkness, and just a little bit of light from the house's porch lights. There was two at the front of the car, and someone in the back seat. As I passed the car, I saw that the driver's side window was down. I gave the car a smile and a wave as I had turned down a small street that branched off the road I was running on. Now, I remember feeling extremely on edge, so I checked over my shoulder. I saw the car turn around in the middle of the road, and then slowly turned down the street I was running on. Once again, I just chalked it up to misinterpreting directions and try not to think too much about it, but I really began to freak out. As a girl of my age, I always would jump to the worst possible outcome. I wasn't very tall and I only stood at about 5 foot 2, so I knew that I could easily be manhandled if the people in the car had any ill intentions, but I knew that was very unlikely, so I tried to tell myself to calm down. I reached the cul-de-sac at the end of the street so at this point I was now running on the opposite side of the car. They were still going very slow. What I did next may have just saved my life, and I really can't imagine what would have happened to me if I didn't. Right as the car and I were about to be right next to each other, I paused my music but kept my earbuds in, given the illusion that I was still listening. As the car and I got closer, I heard the two men now speaking. One of them actually tried to speak to me, yelling hey or something. But I didn't reply back because I knew that it would blow my cover and they would know I would be able to hear them. As the car drove a little behind me and out of my view now, I heard one of them say, Don't worry, we'll get her when we turn back around. I just froze dead in my tracks. Get me? I felt like something had dumped a bucket of freezing water right on my head. I knew they had to go around the cul-de-sac still, so I did the only thing I could think of. I sprinted. As I ran down the street, I looked over my shoulder and saw that the car had already gone around the cul-de-sac and was going a lot faster now, right after me. I turned into the main road of my neighborhood and ran. I passed my street and just ran as fast as I could towards the end of my neighborhood. My house was the first on my street, so I knew that they would see where I lived if I tried to go home. I was scared to death at this point and I was running for my life. I had no idea what I could do to get away from these people, so I just pushed my body to go as fast as possible. 
I continued to check over my shoulder, hoping that maybe they wouldn't be there. But they were. They were right behind me, and I distinctly remember that they were silent. I had imagined them yelling at each other that I was going to get away, but they were chasing me in silence. I found that to be creepier than if they were yelling. When I ran down the last street in my neighborhood, I started running through backyards. That was the only thing I had left to do. I heard the car slam on its brake, turn off its engine, and three doors slam. My heartbeat sped up. I was so convinced that they were going to begin chasing after me through the backyards. Get back in the car. We won't find her like this. My heart dropped as I heard three doors shut and the sound of the car's engine start up again. Now that I was running through backyards, I would have to run across the streets too. Now, this was the scariest part for me because I would be very visible to the people in the car if they were to be driving down the main road. I remember staring at the street trying to decide whether or not I should try and wait it out or if I should just book it home. I just went with it and booked it home. I didn't even check my shoulder as I ran through backyards, jumped over fences, and ran across streets. I was just waiting for car lights to light up the area around me or for arms to wrap around me, but it never happened. Somehow the car must have turned down the wrong street or completely missed me, and I truly do believe that is the luckiest thing that has ever happened to me. When I finally got to my house, I wasted no time jumping through the door. Once I slammed my door shut, I sat on the ground and thought about what had just happened and what could have happened. I never ended up telling my parents until years later, or calling the police. But if they're still out there, I hope they'll be locked up somewhere so they can't ever terrorize a child ever again. I can't imagine what they would have done to me if they ever caught me. That thought alone terrifies me. I know it's kind of lame to end a story this way, but needless to say, let's not ever meet again. So this happened to me when I was probably in third or fourth grade. I'm now a senior in high school, so about seven to eight years ago. My family was renting out a house in a cheap little neighborhood while we were building our own. I had made plenty of friends in our rental neighborhood, as well as the one the story was with. Let's call her Maddie. So, Maddie had lived about six houses down from me, so we would frequently walk to and from each other's houses. On this particular day, we had been in her house and we decided we wanted to go to mine now. So we started walking to my house, which literally only took about a minute to get there when we then noticed that a black sedan was following us. I noticed first and I immediately told my friend to run, and then we hurriedly ran up my driveway and hid behind my mom's jeep. The black sedan slowly came and parked right outside my house. That was when we noticed a man in the back seat. We ran the short distance up to the path and started banging on the front door and repeatedly pressing the doorbell. Luckily my mom was just in the front of the door decorating the Christmas tree so she unlocked the door and let us in. We both started spilling everything super fast and we were right on top of each other. Finally, she got what we were saying and when she looked outside the dining room window, the black car was still in front of our house, even after seeing an adult let us inside. The car had stayed there for about 30 minutes or so until my mom finally decided to call the police. The car had left shortly before the police ever showed up and me and Maddie got separately interviewed. Now, my house was positioned so that there was a street vertically down from my driveway, and you could see multiple other streets that would cross through this road. Well, as I had looked out the window while being interviewed, 
I saw what I thought was the same black sedan moving slowly down another block. Now, in my 10-year-old little head, I was absolutely terrified to tell the cop and maybe start a whole nother commotion, and I was and still am very socially awkward, so I didn't say anything as I watched the car go by a few streets down. I'm not really sure if they ever got the guy, as we didn't get the license plate or know the brand of the car, but I'll forever regret not telling the police what I saw that day. Even if it wasn't the same car, I still could have potentially saved another child's life that day. When I was 16 years old, I decided to surprise my parents with a bouquet of flowers for Valentine's Day. We've always celebrated this as more of a family holiday rather than a romantic one. I didn't have a car to drive to a florist, but my high school is with walking distance of a hospital that boasted a gift shop that sells floral arrangements. Between classes during the week of Valentine's Day, I set off for the hospital by my lonesome, cutting across campus to walk through a network of side roads populated with specialty doctor's offices that keep odd hours. It was the sort of buildings where traveling doctors would mainly just hold surgery consultations or perform really small procedures a few times a month. The trip there passed without incident. Now, as I was walking back through said deserted roads with a vase of flowers in tow, I noticed an unkempt 90s car close behind me. While my memory of the car is pretty hazy, I'm left with the impression that there were at least two men within whose faces I couldn't see. Initially, I assumed that the driver was just simply afraid of hitting me, which was the reason they weren't passing me by. So I had made a point of dramatically trudging further into the grassy shoulder of the road, trying to demonstrate that they could safely drive ahead. They still refused to pass by me though, continuing to creep along behind me at a slow pace. Beginning to suspect that the driver was more interested in me than an actual destination, I began to walk faster now. The car confirmed my suspicions by matching my speed. Despite the impracticality of my shoes and the threat of spilling water from my vase, I then commenced to run as fast as I could. They hit the gas and again matched my speed. I realized at this point that the car was following me, that there was no one in sight to notice, and that I needed to get away ASAP. I immediately bolted into the first parking lot that I saw. The car turned in after me. Despite there being only two or three cars in the spacious front parking lot, and there being no other sign of activity at the office, this car didn't stop to park in the numerous spaces available there. The driver instead opted to pursue me in the partially under construction back portion of the slot, which was right behind the office. It literally passed every available parking space in order to corner me against a pile of debris and rubble from the construction, coming to a diagonal stop less than three feet away. Before anyone could emerge from the vehicle, I somehow managed to scale the small prominence of rubble against my back, vase in hand, and jump from its peak to land painfully on the other side, which fortunately for me was a plot of undeveloped land which was within sight of my high school campus. I took a quick peek back over my shoulder to see if they were still in pursuit, but the car had sped off after I reached the top of the rubble pile and was now nowhere in sight. They hadn't parked in the lot at all. They had no business there. The driver was just following me. I sprinted in top speed and didn't stop until I was soaked with sweat in the dead cold winter and panting in the student lounge among my classmates, who didn't really seem to give a damn when I told them, possibly because our hometown is supposedly a human trafficking capital and the crime rate's outrageous. In retrospect, I should have told an adult, alerted campus security, and called the non-emergency line of the local police station, 
but I was young, foolish, insecure, and really afraid of getting in trouble for leaving campus when I didn't have a signed permission form permitting me to do so. I kept trying to convince myself that maybe I'd misread the whole situation or maybe I was overreacting. I don't really know what I would have even told the police had I called them, as I was entirely ignorant of the subject of cars and couldn't have identified the make of it even if I had been asked, and plus, I couldn't see the faces of the occupants. I was also worried that my parents would restrict my already extremely limited freedoms if they knew I had been in any danger. I feel really horrible for having never told anyone, and I earnestly hope that my secrecy hasn't led to someone being hurt or killed. I believe the only missing people aside from runaway children or elderly adults with dementia in the city right now though are men, aside from one woman a few decades ago. Whoever followed and tried to trap a 16-year-old girl with flowers at a doctor's office just before Valentine's Day, I really hope to not encounter you again. At the time of this story, I was 8 to 11 years old. For some background information, I'm a female and I live in a small town in Illinois. The area I was living in at the time was a family community. I've actually lived there for seven years of my life. Now let me explain the layout of the street. This is really important for the story. Okay, so my street is a half circle shape, and from my backyard there was my best friend's house. For the sake of the story, let's call her Rose. I had a fence in my yard, but they didn't. But we happened to have a gate that led into their yard. Rose's house was the first on their street, while mine was the third house. But yet mine and hers lined up. Okay, now on to the story. I can't really remember what month this happened in. I only remember that it was 6pm, closing into 7. The sun was now setting and I had just gotten a new bike that day. Being kind of busy all day, I didn't get a chance to ride it much. I begged my parents to let me ride my bike from my house to Rose's house. They said yes, but just to be back within 10 minutes. I hopped on my bike and started pedaling down the street. As I had turned the corner, now on Rose's street, I saw a Volkswagen Beetle coming towards me. I was also on the sidewalk, so I didn't really think too much of it. The only weird thing about it is that it was a pink car. I had never seen that car ever there while living there for years. The car was driving slowly, and it was driving by the house right next to Rose's. I was getting close to her house now, ready to turn around. As I was less than 50 feet from her house, the car then stopped about 15 feet behind where I was. I slowed down even more than looking at the car as two large women 30 to 40 years old and 180 to 250 pounds got out of the car. The driver who opened the trunk pulled out a very large black trash bag and the passenger who was slightly thinner headed towards me. In my little kid mind, I knew exactly what was happening. I had watched so many shows with my mom about stuff just like this and I knew I had very little time to react. I threw down my bike and ran to Rose's front door. Her grandma, mom, and her brother, who I was also very close with, all lived there, and they were always home, so I knew it would be okay and they would help me. There was a black car that belonged to the grandma that parked in the driveway. I rang the doorbell and then repeatedly knocked on the door. I glanced back and saw the woman who was walking towards me, now jogging to the car, the driver already in the car. I was praying somebody would open the door for me, but nobody was home. Fortunately for me though, the car sped off. I waited about 20 seconds and ran to my bike, grabbing the handlebars and then running to my backyard gate. For some more info on the layout of my backyard, 
The gate from Rose's backyard to mine happened to be parallel to my dad's small garden on the side of the house, which had another gate leading to the front yard. I walked through my backyard heading to the side gate so I could put my bike in the garage and then be safe inside my house. At this point I was bawling my eyes out, absolutely terrified of what had just happened to me. As I was putting my bike away now and walking to my garage door that led into my mudroom, I then heard a car driving by. And as you would expect, I saw the same pink Volkswagen Beetle driving down the street. I then punched the button to close my garage and then ran inside. My mom was concerned about why I was sobbing, horrified to tell her what had just happened. I lied and I just told her I fell off my bike. She then comforted me for the rest of the night. This experience lasted no more than seven minutes, but yet to this day, I still can't get it out of my head. I'm 14 years old now, and I moved a few years later after that experience, but to those really creepy ladies with the pink ladybug car, I really don't want to see you again. Let me start by saying I'm a 23-year-old African-American female, but when this happened to me, I was 21 years old. This happened in July of 2019. I had been working at my new job at the local mall in my city for about a month now. My day had started off pretty fine, then I started my way to work. I got there around 12 o'clock. I had clocked in and then started helping customers. At the time, it was mostly just females that worked in my store. Anyways, I had happened to notice what I think was a Hispanic guy wearing this dark blue shirt with blue jeans, white shoes, and a white hat. He was walking past the store a lot, but like I said, I work in the mall and people walk past the store all the time. The day continued as normal, and as it hit 5 o'clock, the same guy was still hanging around the store, but I didn't pay it any mind. I walked down the security exit and no one else was in there. I was alone, or so I thought. Nope, here once again comes that Hispanic guy walking. I started walking a little faster as I now had a gut feeling telling me I need to get out of here, but there's only two ways out. Either exited the way at the end or the way I came in, but I wasn't about to turn and face that. So I started running and he started running after me. I ran down the security exit with tears in my eyes because when I turned back, I saw that he was catching up to me. I saw that look in his eyes, that look of that I'm his prize and he was going to get me one way or another. I continued to run until I hit the exit and caught up with this sweet old lady walking out of the mall. I looked back and he was finally gone. I told her what had happened and she walked me to my car, then telling me she was going to security to report him. When I made it home that night, I broke down to my mom and boyfriend, now fiancé, about what had happened. I called the mall to let the store know what happened due to the fact that there were two other females that were closing the store that night. I didn't call the cops as no real crime was committed but I now no longer work there due to other issues. But I gotta say, that's definitely one of the scariest things that's ever happened to me.